Welcome to the Belgium Fintech Magazine, the place where digital finance fans can discover and learn all about the latest trends in our industry. I'm Alessandra, the CEO of Fintech Belgium, and I'm very happy to collaborate with Chris to co-create this interview. In this episode, Chris is joined by Cédric, the CEO and founder of Digital, and will explore the game-changing impact of PSE2. Cédric, a seasoned entrepreneur, shares his vision for a future, very near now in Belgium actually, where electronic invoices are the norm. He will touch upon the topic of embedded finance as well, explaining how payments seamlessly integrate into our daily transactions, benefiting both businesses and consumers. I hope you enjoy. And don't forget, if you want to keep the conversation going and meet Cédric and other fascinating experts in person, follow us on fintechbelgium.be. Chris, the floor is yours. Cedric, great having you with us. Before we start, just briefly tell us who you are and what you do. So my name is uh, Cedric Eng. I'm the CEO and founder of uh, GTL. I'm a IT uh, application developer, uh, IT architect uh, by uh, training. But uh, since uh, 2015, I'm a an entrepreneur uh, working in this company uh, that I founded uh, over there and uh, very happy with the transition. Brave new world. Cedric, tell us what is the GTL's core value proposition? So GTL is uh, a SaaS company that provides API to do three things. Send invoices, B2C, B2B invoices to a European standard, a standard called Pebbles. Collect on payments, important if you're sending an invoice, uh, usually it's because you want to get paid and so we're helping collecting on payments with solutions like uh, SDD, creation of mandate or recurring payments, tokenization also for recurring invoices, but also one-off invoices that you might be sending and for which you want to collect with cards uh, or whatever other solution. We also do in the payment space, marketplace payments. So Whenever you're a customer, for example, imagine on Amazon, what you don't see that's happening behind the scene is that you do one payment, but in fact, this payment will be split. The marketplace operator will be, get its cut, the seller will get its cut. And so this requires some engineering on our side to be able to enable those merging and splitting of payments. And we also have a solution for a buy now, pay later for B2B as a company when you're buying online and you're used to paying 30, 60 days after you get the invoice, well, you don't get that if you pay with a card. So you might be looking at solutions where you would like to have those payment terms, but the seller still gets his money directly. And the last part is access to bank statements. Because after you send the invoice, you collect it on the invoice, you want to make sure that the money has arrived in your bank account. And so we give access to this information so that it can be embedded into the tools that you're using today, your ERP, your accounting solution, so that really the reconciliation can be done as fast as possible anytime that you, you get those things. And why did you choose to focus on this problem specifically? And it all starts with a very simple idea. We, at that point, I was just like, I have my bank application, I have this invoice, I need a way to get the data from this invoice to my bank application. And a QR code seemed to be the best option to go from this physical paper or this email with a PDF to my phone to be able to do the payment. So that's how we started. I, we imagined a QR code 
And then we looked and we saw, well, there's already a standard for this. It has been defined what should be there. The only thing is that this standard was only used in the time in um, Austria and Finland. And there was nothing in Belgium. We love European standards because for us, it's a way to uh, provide a solution that will be used throughout Europe and not just in Belgium or just in one, uh, one geography. So we embraced that. And I went to see all the banks in Belgium to tell them, well, you know, there's this standard that would be very helpful for your customers. So could you integrate that so that I will be able to scan my invoice with, with your bank application and to scan this book? And what would you say is unique about the UTL solution? In order for this business to work, we need issuers of invoice that add QR codes on their invoice. They're not editing those invoices from thin air. They're using tools. So the publishers of the tools that those people are using need to add these QR codes and to enable adding those QR codes in the generation of those invoices. So one party, the issuer. Second party, the publisher, the ISV of, the, of, the, of this issuer. Then we need a customer that will see the invoice and that will have the bank application that will be able to scan this QR code. So we needed to convince three parties in order to have one transaction going through. And if either one of them was not on board, wasn't worth it. So we started uh, this way, but we saw that the banks were not moving fast enough. So we became a payment institution to say, okay, thank you, the banks, bye-bye, we don't need you anymore. If the customer wants to use this to do his payment, he can download our app. And from our app, you'll be able to pay from whatever bank he has. So QR codes, then payments. And then we were like, okay, but now there's all of these electronic invoices that are being uh, sent. We're, as I said, uh, big believers of European standards. So, well, we were like, okay, very good. We need to be on this because this is the way the invoices will be delivered in the future. Forget about email, this is the way. And so we went on that too. And so today we have the full chain of presenting the invoice, collecting on the invoice, reconciling. And this we address to those ISVs as a full product. They can take all of it through our APIs and really have a, a lot of added value for, for their, their own product. How do you ensure the security of transactions done with your solution? We onboard our customers and we have very sensitive data from customers. We have their identity documents. We know their bank accounts. We get their invoices. In your telco invoice, we have all your conversations. Uh, all the numbers you might have called are present, can be present in those invoices. And then there are hospital invoices, which are even more sensitive. So we have indeed a lot of very private data that we manage. We're very secure and we make sure that we continue to be very secure by uh, having, I would say, uh, the good processes inside our company to always focus on, uh, on security. We are certified ISO 27001 to make sure and to prove to our customers that our security is sound and they can trust us. Because they're going to send us their documents, because they need to know that we're not going to do uh, something funny with those or enable third parties to access those documents. So that's a, maybe another another difference uh, compared to, uh, to competition. We have uh, a SaaS platform, multi-tenant, 
but each tenant only, of course, sees its own data, and we're not monetizing the data that we collect. A lot of other actors in the sector are monetizing this data. So yes, they might be very secure, but your data is still sold to someone else, which might not be what you want. Yeah. Cedric, what are the challenges keeping you up at night at the moment? The payment initiation is really the next big thing. Today, when you're making a payment in Belgium, you will be using most of the time bank contact as a payment solution. So a local scheme in order to do that. And as a seller merchant in Belgium, you will enable those bank contact payments. It's great, works very well, it's rather cheap, so that's, uh, that's good. But what about the customers in France? If you enable just bank contact, how can they pay? You know about EPI, uh, so the European Payment Initiative, where Bank Contact, Ideal, and others are trying to build up something for European payments. Well, next week we're getting out our own EPI. We're not, you, don't, you won't have to wait for them anymore. And how are we doing that? We're doing that by using payment initiation and enabling, adding to the schemes what, uh, what they need to cover the full Europe instead of just their country. So imagine what this would mean for Bank Contact. It would mean that me as a merchant, having enabled just Bank Contact, I would be able to receive payments from anywhere in Europe directly from the bank account of my customer. Through the same scheme, I don't need to change anything. I don't need a, uh, I don't need to support a Visa and MasterCard and pay those European, those American companies to enable payments in Europe. No, I can use our European standards to do that. So that's really what we're focusing on, enabling European payments uh, through payment initiation. How is open banking, open data, and open finance changing the power dynamics in payments? Um, so before, the banks had all the power. They were holding our accounts. They were necessary to initiate payments. And the only door that they left open was through the cards and the cards were products of the bank that they were selling, getting issuer fees on those, uh, on those payments. With PSD2, this has opened up. We like to say that the, the fortress, the gates of the fortress have been opened or we kind of say breached. Um, and so, this is great because it means that now your account and the payments that you'll be able to do do not need to be only operated through your bank. We have those third-party payment providers that can enable this and can represent the customer in front of the bank, request those, getting this data, request payments being initiated, all of that. So that's great. It shifts the power because before all the power was in the bank, in the bank, this power was shared with, this, with uh, the schemes, Visa, MasterCard, the national schemes, as a way to distribute the, the, uh, the payment services. Now this is being reclaimed by the TPPs and we have the accesses. The European Commission has legislated that we, we it's mandatory that those gates are open for us. So yes, this has a bit, uh, bit, uh, been a big enabler. Um, with PSD3, we're going to go farther, but we're still making sure that PSD2 works correctly, which is not a done deal. Yeah. Um, when I'm doing a payment with a payment initiation in a bank, 
and I'm in a browser, I still get a somehow crappier experience than I would have with the national payment scheme. And this needs to be on par if we really want to replace those payment methods with payment exchanges. Cedric, what is your vision for Digiteal? What we want to do with Digiteal is enable merchants to get paid faster, more regularly, and at a lower cost. We believe that in five years, all our invoices will be electronic. No more email, no more paper. So that's one thing. We believe that the payments will be will disappear. We will, you will not see that you're paying anymore. Uh, it will become just part of the transaction with almost no friction. So payments disappearing, they're still going on, but you won't really see that it is happening. And we need to make sure that this this is the this is the way forward, because the merchants want um, a conversion rate of 100%. As a customer, we want a good customer experience. So really, we see that the disappearance of the payment is, is what's going to happen. Um, and uh, we want to be the actors providing those services. So the rails for the electronic invoices and the seamless payment throughout. What three words best describe the Belgian fintech ecosystem? The first one is European. We're in Belgium in the heart of Europe. Uh, the second is, I'd say, mature. We we are not uh, as advanced as the Nordics, but we're definitely farther ahead than quite a few countries in Southern Europe, so mature. Um, and the last one is innovative. We have a lot of companies working in Belgium trying to use all of those European standards and innovate uh, because, uh, well, thanks to them. So yeah, so European, mature, and innovative. Cedric, thank you so much for your time. It was great meeting you. Thank you, Chris. It was a pleasure. Thank you for this great moment. And thank you for joining us again. We hope you enjoyed it. To discover more content on the latest trends in fintech and our ecosystem, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, and all mainstream podcast channels. All the information you need is available on fintechbelgium.be. I really hope to see you soon in Brussels at one of our events. Take care.